Welcome back to part two of the K-Word, a professional wrestling podcast all about Sin Cara. We're currently previewing the WrestleMania card, and we're about to get into the bit where the matches are quite good, which is exciting. Starting the good matches, for the fourth time, we're seeing AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho in a singles match. Look at that, just a straight-up singles match on the main WrestleMania card. Yep. <laughs> Anything else to say about this match with very little intrigue to it? I liked it last time we saw it. I think AJ Styles will win. I want Chris Jericho to win. What? You want Jericho to win? Yeah. I do. I don't like AJ Styles. But he's he's phenomenal. He could say that. Yeah, no, I, I prefer Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's my homie. You can't stop me loving him, so... Why 2 j forever? AJ Styles is homophobic. Is he? Yeah. So Becky has discovered this and her hero has fallen off the pedestal. Hero? <laughs> I thought he was okay. No, the, the, the best, the, the most praise I ever gave to AJ Styles was he looks like an anime character. Yeah, I assumed that meant that you loved him. Pretty much. But Jericho also looks like an anime character and his his ridiculous uh what was it? Roadblock. What the promo he did. Yeah. The yeah, where he just about just of Canada or whatever it was. Yeah, he just about got the Canadian audience to turn on him. And then and, Jack Swagger comes down. And then they send out Swagger in Oh god. That was one of the most boneheaded decisions. Like, why would you send out someone whose gimmick is that they love America to defend Canada's honour against a Canadian? It was, it was terrible. We we didn't really cover Roadblock. We didn't think it was worthy of a podcast, a well, reaction. Stand by that. And yeah, I do stand by that. But that that was weird. Um as we'll talk about later, like Brock and Bray that was booked for that match ended weird and Dean looked good but still lost it was a nothing event that they kind of made a bigger thing about and in the end it was just a roadblock (laughs) it delayed delayed stories on the road to Wrestlemania and then they got held up at the roadblock for a bit and then when they got past it they'd lost a bunch of momentum Yeah, the worst thing was that Kevin Owens tweeted that he was going to have a 30 man Iron Man match that night but I misread it and he said in Atlanta so they had a separate house show in Atlanta where there was AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for half an hour yep. in an Iron Man match and I was like Oh, you said a 30-minute Iron Man match. Yeah. I thought you said a 30-man Iron Man match. <laughs> no, I was thinking, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> what an idea. No, sorry, carry on. No, like, that would be a mental... Would it be like plus one if you, if you get a full and minus one if you are on the receiving end? It's like Smash Brothers. <laughs> you want them to but just the play on the time mode. How good would that be, seriously? It would be something. <laughs> oh my god, that's a pay per view right there. Zach Dewey, get me on creative. You just want a three hour, everyone on the roster fighting against each other at the same time match. Oh, I'd be glorious. Fools count anywhere, they're all just fighting throughout the building. You don't get to see all of the fools because it's just so chaotic. Oh, it'd be like the Hardcore Championship all over again. It kind of it kind of sounds like a 1999 WCW concept, to be honest. <laughs> but a 30-man Gulf of Mexico match. <laughs> <laughs> just Kevin Owens at the end. Everyone else with like 29 <laughs> men in the sea. Just like, all rah! clinging to each other. Yeah. But the, the wrestlers make a raft, like, together <laughs> of each they other. They make a raft out of Big Show and Braun Strowman. <laughs> Oh. oh my days! Was it was it at Roadblock? Um, you know, I have to excuse me because we've watched so much stuff recently. Was it Chris Jericho's promo there where he was going, "Yay, Toronto! That's where I'm from." No, no, that's that's the Rock. 
That is, you're right, it's The Rock. Okay, sorry. It's Hollywood Hero Run. That's why we keep quoting it, because it's The Rock and The Rock's amazing. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Apologies. Because I was going to say, if, if that's where that came from, me and James have been saying that to each other basically constantly since watching it. But... The Rock will be less amazing when uh, when Barrett nails the ball hammer. <laughs> oh, but he'll be, he'll be more amazing when he wins the armbar, so... Barrett... Yeah. I don't think Barrett's going to win with the bullhammer. Barrett's going to win with the Barrett bomb. And he's all of a sudden will have appropriated the Batista bomb and have a realistic looking finisher. Either that or he'll uh, use the wasteland. <laughs> if he's bad news, Barrett, why is his finishing move not the hatchet job or the hot scoop slam? Sorry, I'm, I'm a journalist, so bad news Barrett speaks to me on a very deep level. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy that We'd have been tag team partners if we stuck around. You're, you're happy that your people have a representative on the roster. Yeah, so so whenever I think of a move that works for me, it also works for him. So uh, I'm happy to share. I don't think I'm ever going to make the uh, WWE <laughs> men's roster somehow. So As a failed journalist, the King Barrett really speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't... Oh, damn it. Right, judging by the fact that we managed about 30 whole seconds of AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho says, we're not really bothered about this as a massive match. Yeah, it's a shame because it's it's a, like, I like both guys as wrestlers and they'll put on a good match and it's awesome to see them have a high profile match but we've already seen it three times and I don't get what they can do that's different because it's not like the previous match they were being buddies and just having a sparring contest to see who's better. Jericho was screaming that he was a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, where do you go from there? What's going to make it a WrestleMania moment match, you know? Jericho's going to be more fired up because AJ Styles called him Y2 Jackass. <laughs> okay, let's move on to uh, the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. We have our Lord and Saviour, Kevin Owens. Praise be. Versus Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler versus Zack Ryder versus our podcast namesake Sin Cara versus The Miz versus Stardust. What a, what a match! What a mess! Yeah. Did someone order a hot mess? Because here it is. Now I'm up for this match. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's happening? There. Are, I mean. Uh, uh? <laughs> well, Kevin Owens is going to lose. So we, can no. feud, so we can feud with Sami Zayn for the summer. Why can't that feud be for the Intercontinental title? Because that feud's good enough without the Intercontinental title. It's good enough, but the fans haven't been given a reason to give a shit about Sami Zayn yet. So who else is going to walk away with the title then? Because I, I would have assumed that Sami Zayn would win and that would start Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin and Sami are going to be climbing the ladder together. And then someone, probably who doesn't mind getting the heat on spoiling the match, The Miz, Miz. <laughs> uh, will knock that ladder over. They'll get hit by either Dolph Ziggler or Zack Ryder. Big face moment, winning at Mania. And one of those gets to carry the Intercontinental title for a bit. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the best possible outcome of this match. I love Kevin Owens, but he's going to have an incredible feud with Sami Zayn anyway. He doesn't need the title for that feud. Uh, I do disagree with you here, Jack. I think that... Finally! We've... Yeah, we've we... been agreeing with each other for three and a half casts now. It's time to get some arguing in this bitch. No, okay. First of all, the match itself. What the fuck? Like, this is so simple. This should have been Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, and it should have been simultaneously a cap on the fact that Owens kept beating Sami Zayn in NXT and the start of their real rivalry in WWE, and it should have been awesome. And now there are these five hangers-on in the match. And, you know, great, There's like I don't particularly dislike any of them, but they don't belong in the match. I'm over there being ladder match, like multi-man ladder matches at Wrestlemania. I want them to just have matches that are sort of properly built feuds where you can just have a good performance. They've cut down the Battle Royal so that they can put, what, Zack Ryder and Stardust in an Intercontinental title match. 
It makes no sense to me on any level. I don't get why... Like, it seems like they decided this match before Neville got injured. And then when Neville got injured and they were losing a great spot monkey for the match, they were like, well, let's just do it anyway. Why not? Like, it just it is doesn't it, work for me on any level. And it, it's a waste of a lot of people I care about. It's a good match for a drinking game, though. Yeah. You could do things like, who's going to be the first to hang off the belt? I reckon it's going to be Stardust. He's going to be the first person to swing on the belt, but not manage to bring it down. I mean, sure. We're going to get to go, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. That's going to be good. Yeah, we get to do that in the Kalisto match already. <laughs> yeah, but this is that's the pre-show. Think about, like, what, that's going to be, like, at least an hour and a half later, and it'll be the middle of the night, and we'll be quite drunk, so the Lucha chant's going to be even better. They could have done that in the Memorial Battle Royal. Who's going to pull the sickest burn on during the event? <laughs> Michael Stardust. Cole. Actually, Miz. Oh, yeah, Michael Cole. That'd be hilarious. That's the best feud. Yeah. <laughs> but no, probably the Miz I'm going to go with. I did really enjoy Kevin Owens, like, the three were arguing in the ring, and Kevin Owens was like, these guys are going to fight to be the... and brought out these hilarious jobbers like that. Yes. That that was that was good. I'll admit, I liked that Kevin Owens should have had one opponent and then decided to try to take the piss, and yeah. now he's got six opponents. I liked that bit. I just don't like that. That's then contaminating my WrestleMania. <laughs> Do you think this happened at Roadblock? Yeah, because yeah, Kevin Owens was in Atlanta at Roadblock fighting AJ Styles in an Iron Man match. We're retconning that. We're retconning the 30-man Iron match that we didn't see. He tweeted it. Like, WWE is so on all their social media guys. Like, how can Kevin Owens get away with just being like, oh yeah, I'm having a much better match than any of you (laughs) lot watching on the network tonight? I don't see how WWE can criticise anyone for the way they use Twitter when Stephanie McMahon breaks kayfabe in her oh. Twitter profile. You said the K-word. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah oh. You're right. I said the K-word. You fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have said the K-word, and I apologise for saying the K-word. But Stephanie broke the K-word. That's That remains a thing. Her, she still refers to playing a bad guy on TV in her Twitter profile. Well, that could still be in her character. She could be like, oh, I'm not as bad as if I makes out. No, that doesn't fit, Stephanie. Can I just say, I mean, I follow a lot of wrestlers on social media. I love it. I'm really involved in it. Today I had possibly, not today, sorry, this week, I had possibly the proudest moment in my social media life. Yeah. What happened? Mick Foley liked something I put on Facebook. He knows you exist. He saw my name. He gave me half a second of his life to like a post. He didn't, he didn't do the whole new Facebook angry or sad or anything. He just went for a straightforward like. I like that. That's straight talking. Old school. Yep. And I was so chuffed. I nearly cried on the train. I wanted to tell the person next to me, but I was commuting. They looked kind of pissed off, but oh my God, I was so happy. It wasn't even that good. I was just talking about how I spoke to someone in an Indian restaurant about wrestling once. Uh, but yeah, Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Mick Foley knows you exist. That's like nothing we're going to do is going to top that, really, is it? To be fair, he knew he, that you existed when he liked your thing. He's probably forgotten already. I've repeatedly tweeted him when we did them um, Cactus Jack with a K. I repeatedly tagged him in Twitter stasis on the off chance he'd mistakenly retweet one. Let's have some. Let's bring it back in. Who's going to win this ladder match, James? I think. Owens will win because I want Owens to win and I don't care enough to think about who will actually win. And Beck? Sami Zayn. I'm going to say Zack Ryder. No. Yeah. He's only in the match because Neville's injured. (laughs) Zack Ryder's going to do it. Like, what, what makes you think that? I just... You know, I'm hyped. I thought you were going to say, what made you think that? I'm high. Oh, no, no, no. 
that would explain it. Uh, no, uh, I'm I'm hyped for Zack Ryder. I think he's going to win the Intercontinental. No, uh, it's not going to be Zack Ryder. It's going to be Ziggler. How, how about Zack Ryder with Mojo Rawley interference? No, because those who do not actually like each other, do they? No. <laughs> they don't like each other at all. Breaking um, Ground made it very apparent that they don't give a shit about each other and are teaming because they both want to be successful. Obviously, I'd also quite like Sinkara to win it because then we could have... Uh, and you get to go Lucha. Yeah, then I get to go Lucha, Lucha. And also, then we could have Los Luchadors be like double champs. That would be nice, especially if they unified the belts, because I still don't really get why there are two. Are you suggesting that we could unify Callisto and Sin Cara? <gasps> oh, Sin Carlisto. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, wouldn't they just make Callisto also Sin Cara? Because everyone can be Sin Cara, can't they? That would be hilarious if Vince was like, we can kill two birds with one stone here, we <laughs> get rid of two small guys and Davey or big guy and they just showed like a cheesy like sci-fi anime thing of the two of them fusing together and then some bigger Mexican guy is debuted as the fusion of the two of them holding both belts We could kill two Mexicans with one mask. It's yes. amazing like Gregorio Clegane <laughs> So, out of interest, how do they normally unify belts? They have, like, two guys both holding different belts fight each other. Yeah, they do a title unification match, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen one of those. That would be interesting. Mm. That's how they've done it in the past. And the winner winner has both, but they unify them into one belt, like it'd be... Yeah. Worldwide champion! But with the brand split coming, they're probably not going to unify the belts. Oh, brand (laughs) split is coming! Are we going to... Are we really going to get into the brand split now no enough time in the night we're gonna talk brand split next week let's move on from that so i you think owens james beck thinks Sami Zayn, and i think ziggler yeah uh let's move on to the triple threat match between charlotte becky lynch and sasha banks for the wwe divas championship oh it won't be will it it will be on sunday still yeah but come on but yeah. the last time it's ever defended as the Divas Championship. Right, who's going to win this one? What do we think is going to happen? I'm torn, because on the one hand, I'm really happy that this match is happening, even though the way they did the double pin to set it up was impossibly lame. But we, you know, we'll scoot over that. Yeah. I, is it just me? Or have they sort of not really differentiated Becky and Sasha properly. I agree. Yeah. Well, I'd say they've done even worse than that. Because they had very... At the end of the Royal Rumble? That's when Sasha came back and like seemed like she was siding with Charlotte and kicked Becky out of the ring and then turned on Charlotte. Yeah. Like, at that point, the lines were drawn very clearly. We had lovely face Becky we had Stone Cold-esque tweener kicks everyone's ass Sasha and we have bad bad person Charlotte yeah but then it was like they went oh actually Sasha seems like she's popular so she has to go and be a goody two-shoes now yeah they regressed her from the obvious fan favourite because she was actually a bit cool to just another bland face yeah and now it's like we're meant to be cheering for Charlotte losing her title and it's like who's she going to lose it to oh I don't care as long as she loses it and it's like that doesn't really say much if we don't care who's going to be the women's champion I mean obviously I'm guessing all three of us have our preferred candidate but yes it's not they, they they really haven't built it up as a proper triple threat properly for me. They've just built it up as, well, these are the three really good female wrestlers, so let's let them have a triple threat match. It's like, that's fine, but it's not amazing. 
Because no. it, it's, I'm not as happy about this match as I thought I would be four weeks ago. I have to say, Ric Flair and Charlotte, but particularly Ric Flair, played the build-up to this very badly. Considering Ric Flair is supposed to be the voice of experience here. <laughs> no, yeah. because seriously, they had Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks to see who was going to face Charlotte. And they went out of their way. I mean, respect to Becky Lynch. She sold Ric Flair wooing in her face. No. She genuinely, like, but to be fair, she has reason to be repulsed by Rick, so that's fine. But Charlotte and Rick should have got together beforehand and said, we need a, like, a clear winner to this match, because otherwise they're just going to say you have to face them both, right? Mm. That happens a lot. It's happened before, it will happen again. Yep. So why didn't I mean, it would have been better if there'd been some kind of conflict between Rick and Charlotte, where, say, Charlotte interferes, despite Rick being like, no, you want there to be a definitive winner here. You know, don't jump in when one of them's got the upper hand, like, let it happen. And then that sets up a kind of interesting dynamic between those two. But instead, both of them wanted neither Becky nor Sasha to win. The key word you've used there is interesting. And... They're they're not bothered about interesting. They they play it predictable down the line. You think they just sort of went, oh, we've got a triple threat match we need to set up. How do we set up those again? Oh yeah, we have the heel champion interfere and mess it up. Yeah, we'll just we'll let's run that one. But all they had to do was have Rick not interfere and try and hold Charlotte back, and then it makes perfect sense. And then when Charlotte loses the title. She could feud with Rick. Yeah, well, uh, I I wouldn't say... uh, Yes. Oh. Actually, get Charlotte and Rick in the ring together. Come on, they used to do this kind of shit at the time. They had Jamie Noble versus... um, Nidia. Nidia, his blind girlfriend. Uh, Iron Man match between Charlotte and Ric Flair. They they kind of shy away from man-on-woman violence. Nowadays, well, it'd also be woman on man. They do, but he's old man. Yeah, they don't Actually, shy away from that half of it. I Ric Flair that... would blade the fuck out of that match as well. <laughs> like, oh. at the very least, she could sort of turn around and be like, "I don't want you here anymore. You're holding me back." You know. <laughs> and Rick's already cutting his head open just from <laughs> shouts. <laughs> yeah. It was such a cutting remark. That <laughs> There are two things Rick loves doing, and that's crying on TV and bleeding on TV. Um, if he can do them both to put his daughter over, he will. He's just so high-pressured, he has to be expelling <laughs> at all time. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, no, do you, no, like, yeah, that's how I... Okay, fancy booking. All right, either Becky or Sasha wins. I can't definitively say which one I want to win, because as James said, there's not much distinguishing them. So one of them wins, the other feuds with them as a result of the other one winning the title, you know, they're saying, you know, oh, I should have got it, you know, we'll feud, it's great, let's do that, it'll be fun. Yeah. And then Charlotte gets a turn on Rick for making it a triple threat, or vice versa, you know, it'd just be great, it'll be fun. Right, bringing it in, Beck, who's going to win this match? I think it's going to be Sasha Banks, because her finisher is hilariously named, the bank statement. It's That's a... great. Well, you like the pun of the bank statement, what's wrong with the disarmer? Nah. How about you, James? I, okay, I think that Becky will win it. And then the on Raw, Sasha will congratulate her and then Sasha will turn on her and use the idea that, like, basically I'm being incredibly optimistic and assuming that they've homogenized Sasha slightly as part of a storyline and that Sasha will talk about how she's regressed and she got swept up with, the, you know, the limelight of WrestleMania and she took her eye off the ball, and she's not going to make that mistake again because she's the boss. And we get Becky versus Sasha coming out of um, of WrestleMania. All right. I think it's going to be Sasha who wins. I think she's the best wrestler of the three of them. I don't think she's she's the best poster girl to carry through the trans the transition into the women's title. I can see the. The argument there, like, she's she's the least diva-ish of the three, I think. I have to say, though, Mick Foley, I know I'm 
seriously obsessed with this man. But he's been, he posted a picture of a cartoon of himself wearing a Becky Lynch shirt. Yes. And he, he did say there's been big news tomorrow, uh, yesterday. And then he sort of said, oh, maybe we're going to have to wait. I think the big news was the women's title. But I'm wondering if Foley's going to be back and if he's going to interfere somehow in the women's match. You know what I'd love? If he started managing Becky Lynch and him and Ric Flair feuded. Because they've got some <laughs> pent-up issues, right? That's been done. No, how good would it be? Come on. It's been done. It's been done. You've not seen that it's been done, but it's been done. And they are two of the maddest bastards in the world who are still willing to do mad shit. Imagine it, right? Becky Lynch and Charlotte lumping it in the ring and then actually, to be fair, I don't really want these two guys stealing the limelight. No. But yeah, that's Smoke's also brawling. I don't um, want to see either of them get involved with actual wrestling anymore. Oh, not actual wrestling. Two old blokes just, you know, basically what you'd see down at Weatherspoons any Monday morning. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can see that on Weatherspoons any Monday morning. Why would I pay for it? So let's move on to our second main event. Let's put this slightly under the main main event, but on a par with Shane and Taker. And let's go for Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in a no-holds-barred street fight. What do we think? I think the Dean Ambrose collecting weapons to use against Brock Lesnar... Someone on Reddit jokingly suggested that, you know, he's been receiving gifts from older wrestlers. Yeah. They said that uh, Raven should give him his trolley. And uh, him taking the little wagon thing. Uh, It did look a lot like Raven's trolley, didn't it? I I think they're overselling slightly all the weapons in the, like... If I'm Mick Foley, then in storyline, I'm kind of peeved that I gave him a barbed wire bat, and Dean Ambrose has been like, yeah, that's great, I'm going to get a bunch of other shit in case that one doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it's kind of overkill, isn't it? <laughs> like, I mean, I know Brock Lesnar is the beast incarnate, but does he really need a chainsaw? No, and he's not actually going to use any of those weapons in the no, he's been given them as sort of like a passing of the torch gesture but yeah. they're selling it as if Dean Ambrose is going into battle with a chainsaw yeah like... I have to say I know you guys are going to disagree with me but a face doesn't attack someone with a chainsaw well no he's not going to actually do it so so you guys were like when I said I, I said to these guys in the week Dean Ambrose can't be a face with a barbed wire on a stick, and you guys sort of schooled me in that, well, Mick Foley was, and I was like, alright, fine. But you can't attack someone with a chainsaw and be the good guy. <laughs> no. no, yeah. I mean, Terry Funk never actually attacked someone with the chainsaw. He just so... came out of a box of wood with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the deal? What are they... It was a torch being passed, not a... Uh, not a literal, I'm going to chainsaw Brock Lesnar. Maybe Terry Funk was just worried that Brock Lesnar's going to trap Ambrose in a box partway through the match. You say it's a metaphorical torch, but then he appears with a little wagon and fills it with crap, implying that it's literal. Well, he's literally going to use weapons. It's a street fight. You can't have it be a metaphorical passing of the torch. So, you know, kind of metaphorical passing of the weapons on. Mm. And then have him have the little cart and be filling it with actual physical crap he's going to use. It's like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't mind the idea of them saying, here are some things you might want to consider using, wink. Here is a MacGuffin. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't see the harm in that. It's going to be... If, if they're doing it that way, it's going to be... Brock, uh, sorry, Dean Ambrose has got a series of things he has to use, and the match isn't going to be over until we've seen all of them be used. It's like... Mm. I'm, I'm not happy with it. I really am not. I think it's... Blame. I don't think he's going to use all the weapons anyway. I just think he's going to bring them to the ring. So what's the point of setting them up? Like, Just to s- establish Dean Ambrose is going to be using weapons in this match. How do we see the- this match playing out? So say it's going to go for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. How does how do you see envisage the match going? And then we'll come on to who's going to win it. 
Germans for days. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to happen this time. I think maybe Brock will occasionally do moves on Ambrose, but Ambrose will readily be interrupting and fighting back. And I, I think Ambrose will put in a really, like, it will sort of be an even back and forth throughout. And it, every time it's going to look like Brock is like, oh, and now he's got the lock in. Now it's going to be suplex city. And then Ambrose will come back with something else. That's what I think. I, I could see Ambrose being tenacious in this match. I think it will start with a, a, a beatdown from Lesnar. I think Ambrose in the first five yeah, minutes is going to... It's going to sell like crazy, and then he will he will be justified then in you know taking advantage of the fact it's a street fight to even the odds against this beast who's just battered him. But we all know Ambrose keeps getting up; that's his thing, and he evens the odds with his crowbar. And then, yeah, I can see it being a back and forth, and I think it's going to be a really good match. It's going to be gimmicky, but I'm really interested to see who actually wins it. Because if Ambrose wins it, the fuck, like, he's the top guy in the company, isn't he? Yeah, I personally, I think Lesnar will win it. I don't know whether that's just because I'm in a particularly cynical mood today, but I don't see them putting Ambrose over Lesnar. I think they get what they've got in Ambrose, but I don't think they get it enough to actually put him over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think they think that Ambrose is still low enough down in the card that Ambrose benefits just from looking like he can hang with Brock, and then ultimately they use Ambrose to get Brock some of his heat back after, you know, the looking a bit lame in the Royal Rumble and in the fast lane triple threat. See, I'm, I'm thinking they, they, they probably wanted... Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. That was the the plan originally. So I'm kind of worried they'll have Wyatt interference, which I'm really hoping they don't do. When when I said there were two things the Wyatts could do on this show to make an impact, and that the Andre the Giant Memorial was the less damaging of the two, that's what I was alluding to, is I really hope they stay the hell out of this match, but I'm worried that they don't. I'm worried they interfere and that allows Ambrose to win because that allows Brock Lesnar to say this amazing tough guy and Dean Ambrose to get the win, you know? Mm. It doesn't take anything away from Lesnar for him to lose. It's like, oh God, no, please, don't do that. They... Would it be out of character for the Whites to interfere in this match and then Ambrose to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm beating him up. And then... Lesnar and Ambrose, like, beat up the Wyatts for a bit. How about they interfere and then Ambrose and Lesnar beat up the Wyatts and then the announcer's like, ladies and gentlemen, I've just been informed by the authority that this is now a tag team match. <laughs> Amazing. I was thinking Ambrose rips off his fake chin to reveal a massive beard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, they... To be fair, Ambrose, the way he's licking his lips all the time, it does kind of look like he's catching flies in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, regardless of whether Bray is fit to wrestle or not, they're going to do his entrance at WrestleMania. Yeah. So at some point in the evening, Bray is going to make an appearance. So I have the whole... Lights down. Do, 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 do. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But not if it's in this match. <laughs> if it's in the next match. <laughs> I would lose my mind. That would be amazing. They have, now that you mention it, foreshadowed Bray turning on Triple H multiple times. But that would be weird. Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt doing a two-man power trip thing, like in when Triple H and Stone Cold did it, only they can call themselves Roman Brains. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good a pun for WWE creative. I'm so upset I got heartburn when you said that. <laughs> I think Dean Ambrose wins this match. That's what I'm saying. Beck, what are you saying? Dean Ambrose wins with Wyatt interference. And... You're being even more cynical than me just going for the Lesnar win. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Lesnar to win. 
Lesnar to win. Okay, which brings us on to the granddaddy of them all, the match that we're all so excited to see. It's the reigning WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H, against fan favourite Roman Reigns. I haven't been so excited for a WrestleMania match since Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This match is going to be terrible. Well, no, the match itself might be good. The outcome is going to be terrible. Reigns is going to get booed to shit. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I heard, like, there's with the pre-show and the pre-pre-show and the rumours that this might go over time, this could be close to a six-hour show. And I heard a great theory that WWE are deliberately stretching out the show to try and make it so the fans will be too tired to want to waste energy booing Roman at the end of the night. But that's not true, right? Anyone who's, like, owned a toddler... I don't know how parents know. Owned a toddler. You own the toddler, right? Anyone who's purchased and operated their own toddler... (laughs) The more tired they get, the more pissed off they get. And I guess this is going to be similar for the WWE crowd. Are you comparing WWE fans to a group of toddlers? I'm comparing human beings. Not inaccurate. Yeah. Like, the more tired you are, the more you want it to end, the more you're going to fucking hate whatever happens. Oh, this is going to be I'd boo Reigns. I'd boo Triple H. I'd give four thumbs up to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt interfering in this match now seems like... If Bray Wyatt's back is... Fine. Now's the time for Bray Wyatt's push, surely. Like if he can do Top a... baby face of the company. Yeah, if he can do a main event stint for two months, like let's just have the lights go down, have that really cool song come on, and people will lose their shit. It's amazing how I didn't care about this match at all, other than curiosity to see how much the crowd shit on it and now I didn't care about Bray Wyatt particularly and now we've come up with an idea where I'm interested in the match and Bray Wyatt and they're not going to do it are they? They're just going to have they're going to have Roman win in a match that goes too long he'll look absolutely worn out as fuck about 10 minutes in and then he'll hit the Superman punch and a spear 18 minutes in and win the title and then There'll be fireworks and confetti, and Roman has to pretend that he's celebrating his lifelong dream when he doesn't really care that much, and the crowd boo the shit out of him. No, With know? The Rock. With The Rock, who <laughs> turns into the bullhammer elbow. And then, and then Wade comes in. Um... Wade comes in, like WrestleMania 9 style, and he's like, Hey, listen to me, brother. <laughs> Do you know what? You are, I've got some bad news about your first title. I'm waiting for the moment when Roman Reigns, the human being, the guy who plays Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. to snap. The same way when Batista uh, won, Dave, Dave Batista, Big Dave, won, and he was a face. He lost it and started flipping off the crowd. Yeah. And shouting, "Fuck you! I can't wait till Roman loses his mind because he's been booed for so long. I mean, he seems quite apathetic about it." Yeah. He's taking those boos all the way to the bank. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the day that he snaps and goes, fuck you all. I'm the champion. Deal with it. We're all waiting. Even for in that. terms of the heel turn, just in terms of the, the human being that plays Roman Reigns loses his mind because it's going to happen. But that's the, that's the rock moment that we all want to happen, isn't it? Yeah, but they won't capitalise on it. Creative won't capitalise on it. They'll just let him carry on being, yeah. What, do you think he'll come out and just be a happy-go-lucky face the next night? Yeah. He'll be like, I, you know, I was really pumped up last night and I said some things, but that's not who I am. I am a family man. I am a champion. You can believe that. I think Orton coming back is one of the best possible things that could happen to Reigns. Because... Orton's a really good heel and could probably get a good match out of him. I'm one of Randy Orton's least biggest fans, so I'll disagree with that. The guy is a good heel. I like Randy Orton as a heel when he's 
allowed to be an interesting heel, but their default setting for Randy Orton as a heel is silent, psycho, killer. Once he gets that look in his eyes and hears the voices, and that that just makes me fall asleep. Like, he, he doesn't look intimidating when he tries to go into that mode. He looks bored, and he makes me bored. Entitled wanker. Yeah, look around. Randy Orton. Yeah. Would yeah, be like sort of... fantastic for Reigns to play off. Yeah, like evolution era Randy Orton would be fantastic, but we wouldn't get that, would we? We'd get the Randy Orton of one half of the greatest feud of all time with John Cena. We'd get the Randy Orton that viciously hunted yeah. Vince McMahon during his feud with Triple H. We'd get the if, Randy Orton that assaulted the Miz in front of his father. If Cena and Orton are coming back at the same time, maybe they should experiment with that as a, as a feud. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they've done that one. Just just throwing that out there is, you know, a bit of... I've never seen a single John Cena, Randy Orton match. I've deliberately... It's been difficult to avoid <laughs> what they've fought, but I've managed it for you. Uh, you've seen part of their match uh, where the crowd spent the entire time chanting stuff like Daniel Bryan and we want refunds and you both suck and things like that. Well, they do the whole prolonged eye contact thing during Royal Rumbles and stuff. Yeah. And the crowd just stays completely silent because they don't care at all. It's it's not the rock and stone cold, is it? No, yeah. but they're convinced that it is. It's weird. I think they learned their lesson. Okay, so let's bring it back to this match. Who's winning this match between Triple H and Roman Reigns? Triple H. Oh, sorry, not Triple H. What's the other one? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Well, no one wants to win except Vince McMahon and Roman Reigns. Yeah. I'm going to say Triple H. Nah. So the chorus of boos. And crazy if we're going to be sitting there scratching their heads going, well, they said they were going to boo Roman Reigns. I mean, what's the... oh, we'll never listen to him again. <laughs> I think Roman Reigns... No. Yeah. Roman Reigns is going to be... I will... Roman Reigns to put another R on his name so it can be Triple H versus Triple R and that will be the most interesting thing about the match Nice. Uh, which letter is stronger a tag team versus the KKK <laughs> <laughs> well if, if they did a uh, King of the Ring and had Kofi Kingston win it <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking, <laughs> thinking who can't they not cheer against the KKK. Surely they'd just go with like a you both suck charm. And <laughs> at WrestleMania, we're expecting The Rock to play a part. Mm-hmm. We're expecting Bray Wyatt to make, make an entrance at some point. We're hoping he will. Are we expecting any other big names while we're in Texas to come back for WrestleMania to, you know, do a bit? Probably Austin, HBK. I, I think maybe they sort of try to redo the WrestleMania 30 thing and sub out Hogan for HBK because they're in Texas, so it's not far for him to go. And it means they have that moment that they can show without it having a racist in it or without having a exposed racist in it. <laughs> nice save. Just, just in case people go back to this episode several years from now. When HBK's had like an Alzheimer's meltdown. <laughs> Can, can we briefly go back to Triple H versus Roman Reigns? Yes. What the hell have they done with this? Like, how is this the last match on the card? Like, no part of this should be a WrestleMania main event. It, I don't get what's... This has been the plan from the start. I know it has, and they should have realised this plan sucked and regrouped and come up with a new plan literally months ago. Stick the women's on last. I would love it if they stuck the women's match on last. I think that's the only match on the card. It's the only match on the card where there's a definite face, like, person or team that the crowd will definitely be behind and definitely be happy to see win that seems like a big match that could close off a show. Like, Ambrose or Lesnar, whoever wins, people are going to be upset that the other one lost. Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker, whoever wins, people are going to be upset that the other one lost. 
Triple H versus Roman Reigns, whoever loses, people are going to be upset that the other one won. No, no one's going to be upset if Trips retains. It's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I'd be upset if Triple H retained. I don't want like Triple H being champion to lose at WrestleMania is bad enough, but Triple H being champion and retaining at WrestleMania. I know it would be like what the third WrestleMania that Triple H retained that when he shouldn't have done, not the first. I guess I know it would be the fourth, wouldn't it? Because he did it at WrestleMania 16 versus the Rock. Mick Foley show. He did it at WrestleMania 19 versus Booker T, and he did it at WrestleMania, whatever the shit one where he faced Randy Orton was, where he faced Randy Orton. That he has a history of retaining when he shouldn't at WrestleMania. I don't want to see Triple H as a champion in 2016, as a face or as a heel or as a tweener or whatever. I want to see an acknowledgement that there have been new wrestlers in the last 15 years that are better than that wrestler. Okay. Share a depressing fact that I think we need to double-check the maths on. Okay. But somebody has pointed out that um, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship longest reign is held by CM Punk, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, in the modern era. Yeah. It is one day longer for Triple H to hold the title until... The first weekend of April 2017. I.e. next year's WrestleMania. Yep. If he holds it till then, he has held it one day longer than CM Punk. That's an incredibly depressing thought. I coincidence on it, but we'll see. I think it's a coincidence. Like, maybe I'm uh, buying into WWE's stick a bit too much but I I genuinely don't think Trips like thinks about Punk that much ask yourself are WWE vindictive enough to do that I think Vince is yeah I think Vince wouldn't choose Triple H to be the man to hold it I think he'd choose Roman Reigns yeah I think Trips pick himself for it <laughs> I think Trips would pick himself, but I think Trips wouldn't be fussed about doing it in the first place. Yeah. I think Trips comes off of Friday looking like the the best person ever who knows how to book and all that business, right? Yeah. What no, so hold on. What you're saying is Vince would want to make someone hold it longer than CM Punk. Yeah. And uh, Triple H would say if it's big. So Vince reckons someone's got to hold it on the CM Punk because he's vindictive. Okay. Triple H doesn't care, but thinks if anyone's got to hold it, it's got to be him. Did they discuss this over Sunday lunch with the in-laws? I, I get. I don't think it will happen. I get what you're saying. I, I even you're right. I, even I have faith in them not to do that. To borrow a JBL phrase, I think you're seeing helicopters, Maggle. Maggle. I see black helicopters and maggots. That's fine. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Watching, I can't remember if we already mentioned this, so I apologise if we did, but Becky and I have been watching WrestleMania 20 from 2004, like the build-up to it, um, over the last couple of weeks, and I've been really enjoying it, and it's made me more depressed about how bad it is this year. Like, how much... How much they got right back then that they don't get right now? It amazes me they can tell one coherent story over the course of like SmackDown or Raw. And that that's the big difference, isn't it? Coherent storytelling. Like, something that happens on Raw is followed up on SmackDown, which then affects the next Raw, and it just it rolls on to the pay-per-view. Whereas now, it just doesn't make sense from segment to segment in Raw. It's bizarre how bad it is like they, they have everything they should need to be able to put on a good show yeah arguably they have more talented guys now than they did then yeah I'd agree with that but still it's it's bad but they've got us because we watch it anyway to be fair I watch it like, I watch NXT, I'll watch the stuff that I care about, and otherwise I'll just keep up with what's going on. 
And I can't, I don't even know if I'd bother to do that if I didn't watch NXT. And otherwise, like we use the network to watch old Raw and SmackDown from when it was good. I use it to watch NXT and then occasionally we'll watch the newer stuff. And I'll probably they... just watch like the network exclusive countdown. Yeah, some of the original shows as well. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, if if it didn't have the old Raws and Smackdowns and NXT on it, then we wouldn't get the network, and I probably wouldn't be watching any of this. I'm at the point now where, having only come back into it fairly recently, I'm happy to pay $9.99 a month for NXT. Because that's what I do on a Sunday morning. I get out of bed fairly late and I watch NXT. And it's, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to pay £2.50 a week for this hour of entertainment. And the product, the main product itself is bad. And, like, what can you do about that? What what can, do we cancel the network and cut our noses off to not see NXT to teach them a lesson about WrestleMania being bad? Do we watch NXT take over but not WrestleMania? I think what we do is we attend shows when they're in our area and we make it clear which parts of the product we like and which parts we don't. And then we hope that eventually, years from now, they'll start paying attention to that. That's the best I've got. <laughs> yeah. God, it's grim. Right. And that's <laughs> concludes okay. our hype for WrestleMania. And Beck, I believe you can cheer us up by finding some wrestling fans who are less cynical. Well, I mean, I've decided to. What I'm going to do is, I think that the WWE.com uh, comments were great. So after WrestleMania, we're going to look at those again. So I decided to dig into an old classic of the internet, which is Yahoo Answers. So these people aren't necessarily more cynical. In fact, the uh, the amount of WrestleMania talk on Yahoo Answers has been relatively limited. Um, it's mostly been about the wrestlers themselves. So um, uh, I'm going to play you the first one, which is... Uh, hold on a second. Wait, how long will play this? Just double-click. Okay, cool. So... This is um, people that have chosen individual wrestlers as their favourites. And this person is a particular fan of one diva. Is Summer Rae perhaps the hottest WWE diva right now? So skinny, so white, so blonde, so tall. <laughs> Everything every guy wants in a woman. Nikki Bella and Paige are sexy without a doubt. But they're not tall, blonde, skinny. And white. <laughs> I love that they went to Yahoo Answers to profess this. Like, it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't really use Yahoo Answers. The point of it is meant to be if you want to know the answer to a question, but don't know it, you go on there. You don't use it to ask rhetorical questions. Well, so he's actually gone on there to ask. Maybe please tell me, is Summer Rae the most, the hottest diva right the now? Skinniest. The whitest. The <laughs> Surely broadest. Paige is the whitest. The male wrestlers aren't free from judgment, no matter how new they are or how not wrestler they are. They still face certain uh, prejudices against their looks, so I'm just going to uh, play the next one for you. Do you think it's a shame that Shane McMahon has more grey hair than his 68-year-old father? He sucks either way. Poor Shane. Wow. As a man who's been greying since about age thirteen, I can I can completely get behind like Shane be as grey as you want, like it's fine to silver fox. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with going grey. I've got my grey streaks. I'm oddly proud of them. You contemplated yeah. dyeing your hair grey. Yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just... much more honest than dyeing the grey bits black. Oh yeah, like if we're going Clooney or Nick Cave, we'd all rather Clooney than Cave, right? Yeah. I hate how that person added his socks either way. It's like 
Is he hot? Is he not? Doesn't matter. I hate him. It does look quite Matt LeBlanc since he's come back, though. Like, he's a lot more handsome now than he was, like, 10 years ago. Because he, he looks like Joe, looks like old Joey from Friends. Yeah, before he looked a bit sort of pudgy-faced. If, we, if we're going to go with the judging Shane McMahon by his looks route. Oh, I thought, I, I remember saying, I thought he was cuter when he was younger. But that's, that's I, mean, I mean, that's not my standard. I mean, I think Jericho is more attractive now than he was. Mm-hmm. But I think Shane McMahon was cute when he wore the little oversized baseball shirt. I, think. But... Okay. I presume he'll wear one of those at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Cool. Good for him. <laughs> Can't wait for it. That's that. It's probably going to be a highlight, isn't it? What, what's Shane McMahon going to wear? Shane McMahon's shirt. To WrestleMania. What's he going to wow us with? <laughs> That's like the bloody shame column in the Daily Mail. Shane <laughs> McMahon wowed us with a black and white striped shirt. Good for him. That said Shane O'Mac on it. Yeah. And then WrestleMania 13. No, no, it'll oh, say like Shane O'Back. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, people also use uh, Yahoo Answers to speculate on the private lives of wrestlers. Um, and some people get this quite uh, intensely focused on them are the Bella Twins and their prospective partners. And so a certain photo emerged of um, Daniel Bryan training with um, the the inappropriate Bella, uh, prompting this uh, question. Daniel Bryan is cheating on Brie Bella, and Nikki Bella is cheating on John Cena. Look at the picture. Daniel Bryan made Nikki Bella's nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, point of order. There wasn't a question. There was a question. The question mark came after the word nipples. The the, uh, answer was by the same person, hard. (laughs) Well, that's that's not a question. That's a question mark in the wrong place. But Daniel Bryan made Nikki Bella's nipples hard. This is just someone who doesn't know how nipples work, basically, as far mm. as I can tell. Like They are complex beasts. <laughs> no, gyms are cold, often. <laughs> That's literally as far as this goes. Or she was smuggling peanuts, and this this person decided that was evidence of cheating. Like, colleagues go to the gym together. That's Colleagues who work in a very fitness-heavy industry go to the gym together. That's not a... Uh... This does sound like a rehearsed speech from you, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) It's completely normal. Cousins go to the gym together all the time. (laughs) So some people as well decided that the the lines between fantasy and reality were difficult to discern. So who else is this place to turn? Now, what confused me about the next person is they had the internet at their fingertips. They could have searched the answer to this question, but chose instead to type out the question on who answers and look like a fool rather than incognito Google it and not look like a fool. In this case, the answer was a click away. This was, I'm feeling lucky, away. Um, But here we go. Is Mick Foley and Mankind the same person? I know this isn't Hannah Montana, but Mick Foley and Mankind remind me of each other. Are they the same people or two different people who look alike? No, absolutely (laughs) not. How long did it take them to type that out? No. Did they never question the fact that they quite often refer to mankind as Mrs. Foley's baby boy? Well, they never appeared on the same screen together? No, no. That's a troll question. The thing is, the responses was just, they're the same guy. (laughs) Never <laughs> got angry. It was a really poor troll, if it was a troll. Because the responses were just, no, it's him. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> I, do, I do really love the idea of someone, like, getting the network and, like, finding a bit with mankind in it and pausing it and going, right, screenshot. <laughs> And then they go, they find another episode and they go, right, Mick Foley's in this one. Screenshot. 
Mick Foley can't be Mankind anyway. I thought he was Cactus Jack. Whoa. Whoa. What about Dude Love? Like... <laughs> Look at him going, now where have I seen him before? Was he in that film on the BBC? <laughs> <laughs> Those guys all look pretty similar. Let me get to Yahoo Answers. I'll settle this. Did Mrs. Foley have triplets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love when people use Yahoo Answers for asking really stupid questions. Like, one of my favourite ones was someone asked on Yahoo Answers, what is the time? <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just look in the bottom right corner of your screen? Or did you not trust that? Did you want to find out the time zone of the first person to answer? Like, I don't... What? Right. Let's right. let's have another one. I'm not I'm I'm not having that. That's a real question. Well, <laughs> like you say, that was a troll question because there was a simple yes no answer. But some of them are more complicated to explain, and some of them simply don't have an appropriate answer. So here's a fairly short one that will probably leave you. Uh, Why do people doubt Christianity but believe pro wrestling? <laughs> Um, well, because pro wrestling happens right before our eyes every Monday and Thursday, and occasionally on Sundays, like Christianity, 2,000 years ago, innit? What, are you saying that wrestling happens on Sundays, but Christianity doesn't? It's a miracle. Well, I right. the, the core tenant of Christianity is that Jesus came back from the dead. Now I'm saying I'd <laughs> I'd be a lot more up for Jesus dying and coming back from our sins if he did it on the last Sunday of every month. I would point out <laughs> that the Undertaker like every WrestleMania <laughs> The Undertaker was buried alive by Cain and he came back from the dead. The Undertaker is dead. Yeah. He comes back every WrestleMania. Yeah. Praise me. Are you implying that the Undertaker is Jesus? I'm implying he's better than Jesus. Yeah. Because I, I don't like the idea of Jesus having a Limp Biscuit song as his entrance theme. Who's going to pick Jesus's streak? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cena put him over. <laughs> to be fair, Vince already beat God. And God and Jesus are two parts of the Holy Trinity. Oh, ultimate heel turn for Roman Reigns. Teams <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> Well, Cena does already have the JC initials down, doesn't he? Oh, my word. That's why Cena can't be beat, surely. It would explain the lack of heel turns if Cena is actually just Jesus masquerading. And they're like, look, John, we really need you to turn a heel. It will go down so well. We'll have so many storylines. And he's just there sort of saying, yeah, I'm Jesus. Well, here's our last two. Um this is sort of going to close it off. Hopefully they'll play in the right order. Um, even if they don't, I think they'll be fairly uh, exciting. Uh, so somebody was very optimistic about... Um, well, they weren't optimistic. They wanted to find out how people felt about WrestleMania. Will this year's WrestleMania be in the top 32 WrestleManias of all time? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been recording for close to three hours now, and... We may as well have just played that clip. Yeah. It will not be in the top 32 WrestleManias of all time. Despite being one of the 32 WrestleManias of time. Sorry, WrestleMania star. Yahoo answers. Not as much idiocy as I expected, but still some top, top idiocy. I can't, I can't believe someone can't yeah. tell that Mankind and Mick Foley are the same person. I will say with um, the Faith one, at least WWE did have Christian in it. That actually got in my way because I was looking for WWE Christianity because what oh. I wanted to find was somebody asking if WWE was Christian or not. Okay. And all I got was, is Christian yeah. doing XYZ? Um, and I found that one and I was like, that's glorious. That'll do. That is, do you know when you go for a job interview? And they say, 
at the end of it. Well, do you have any questions? <laughs> That's going to be my question. Nice. I, I almost definitely will never be employed again. <laughs> I like it when they, they try and ask you a question to throw you. Like, you know, how many babies born in 2013 were named Gary? Or how do you put an elephant in the fridge? Why do people believe Chris, WWE but doubt Christianity? <laughs> That has been our WrestleMania prediction preview episode. Thank you very much for listening to both parts of this. I know you did. If you enjoyed this, why not give us a review on iTunes or follow us on Twitter at Kword Wrestling. Find us on Facebook at just search the Kword Wrestling. We'll be there. And yeah, send us messages saying how much you enjoyed this podcast. Again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, It's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from Beck. Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye from James. Bullhammer, the rock's down!